Ladies and gentlemen, you're welcome back to today's episode of the Tuned In podcast. Today we have a guest for you. So my guest today is a mind coach, an NLP practitioner and hypnotherapist. She works with other women to help and support them to turn inward so to see the true beauty that lies within. When she explains real beauty, she voices that it is an integral trait of one's nature and temperament. That true beauty does not mean only physical appearance. It is also the beauty that lies inside a human being. And that is where our conversation goes today. So we talk about confidence and how to build your confidence up. We talk about my guest's own personal journey with her confidence and how she learned to build that confidence up from the ground up. I count myself a lucky lady to have the opportunity to speak with my guest today. So here it is, my conversation with the beautiful and inspiring Siobhan Mungvin. Enjoy, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the Tuned In podcast. Today we have another guest. So obviously you folks have heard the introduction already, but I feel the need to say what I'm about to say to this person because I'm looking at them through a screen. So I got to meet this person about three, I think it was a three or so weeks ago. And the honesty, the vulnerability and the inspiration that this person brought to the table for that afternoon has, and as cheesy as this sounds, it is true. It has changed both my personal life and my business life. I feel that my business has just, it's starting to steer in a different direction. And that is because of the conversation that you and me had. So number one, Thank you, my dear. And number two, Siobhan Mungovan, you are so welcome to the Tuned In podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure and honour to be here today with you and I'm excited. So excited, so excited. And I think the topic of conversation, <clears throat> excuse me, the topic of conversation for today was around a conversation that, that just started to flow between the two of us when we were talking to each other uh, down in County Clare. And like any interview, we could start this off in so many different, you know, avenues. But I am going to start it off with a sentence that came from one of your posts. Now, for anyone that's not following Siobhan on social media, I would highly recommend it. And I mean this because I truly believe, Siobhan, the power that you have in your posts, the words that you use are what I believe to be impactful they're effective they're just I connect with them so there are one or two questions that that the listeners are going to hear today <clears throat> excuse me again that um, are coming from one of your posts so here we go so this is a sentence actually that I have written so I have a notebook that has different quotes and and meanings and explanations that I have written down that are that have hit me in so many ways and this is one of those sentences so self-definition drives the direction of life can you elaborate on that for us well yes when I heard it for the first time I have to say that it it holds great power for for me as well and it resonated with me because 
at the time, I think I was looking externally for answers and externally and how to navigate my own life when in real truth and honesty, it's how we perceive ourselves is the most important thing. So when we start, when I, when you start looking for answers on the inside and not on the outside externally, your life does go in a different direction. And it's not to say that, that it's going to be easy turning your life from externally into internally. It's not, and I'd be lying if I was going to say that it's an easy, it's an easy journey. It's not an easy journey, but is it a, is it a worthwhile journey? A hundred percent. So that's what I really mean by that, that the true beauty in, in your life is going to come from externally and that's where, or internally, excuse me, and that's where you will see the, your, your life taking, taking a whole new direction, whatever that may be for you. Everybody's different. Mm -hmm. Can you explain that just for anyone that might not fully understand what we're saying about the, you know, feeling it from internally to externally? What would the examples, what examples would you give if you're talking about externally? Okay, externally would be like, I was looking for reassurance from people, um, people for externally looking for people, for people to praise us, um, kind of all of that. We should be able to praise ourselves for our own our own achievements and give ourselves that reassurance because when we're looking for it externally, that's like an adrenaline rush. Yes. It's only going to last five minutes and giving yourself that reassurance from the inside, that feeling is everlasting. And the question, I guess you need to ask yourself is which is more important that external adrenaline rush for five minutes or to put the work in, and to be able to give yourself that reassurance from the inside. Uh, I love that. I love that. So here is another another sentence from one of your posts. And this is where we're leaning towards today is confidence and, and, and self-worth. If confidence can be lost, it can also be found and nurtured. So what I want you to do, if you don't mind, can you paint us a picture with regards to your own confidence journey? Like what led you down the path to what you do today for your work? Well, it kind of all started back for, for me when I was a teenager, I had zero, zero confidence and very, very low self-esteem. And I guess people are surprised with the, the person they see today. I'm like, how could you have low confidence? Like you, you talk to a tree if I talk back to you. <laughs> like your, your self-esteem, you think, you know, it's, it seems very high. So that's where it stemmed from me that I didn't have any confidence or my self-esteem was quite low. So it can be built on. But again, like I said earlier, it does take it does take work. And I think for me, I had to hit rock bottom. I had to literally hit rock bottom in order to to find my way back up. When I mean rock bottom, like I mean like that my friends, my family didn't even know what to do. They they were lost. And I think what helped and supported me in a strange way was to see that in their eyes, to see the sadness in their eyes that they had lost the, the Siobhan and I had lost my spark. 
my spark was no longer lit mm -hmm. and it's like a candle lighting like it's once that candle is lighting you have to nurture it and mind it and I wasn't looking after myself I'd kind of given up on myself and I kind of kind of said to myself well I'm not worth putting the effort in mm -hmm. but something something within me and I think and I speak an awful lot um in other areas about my mum my mum is a huge huge resource to me when it comes when it came to building building up my confidence because even though I had felt everybody had given up on me she's the one person that didn't give up on me she's the one person that drove me like every single day to keep trying no matter no matter how hard it is she would you have to keep trying that little bit every day and it's about progress it's not about like you're going to wake up overnight and become this confident person because I still have my days where I'm not confident. I still have my days where, where I have to question my, my, um, myself, but I know that there's that one person and like in life, you always say you have a person and my person is my mom. And she's, she's my true meaning as to why I want to keep my light shining. Why, why, what I'm brought on this earth to do and it has true meaning behind so she's definitely i guess <laughs> in a roundabout way excuse me she's definitely the driving source for my confidence journey she has seen me rock bottom but she's also been there by my side to help me to build it up and to, to nurture it like you mentioned to nurture it because it can slip back down but i guess with having that person beside me it has helped me with my self-awareness to know where my days where i'm not feeling so great and to to question it and to challenge it a little bit because like sometimes our thoughts there's no need there's no great fact behind them and we do have to question them and we do have to challenge ourselves a little bit sometimes we're great at challenging other people and other people's behavior but what about your own <laughs> i think take some time to challenge your own behavior and really sit back and sit down and and look at your life and see how much you've achieved and it doesn't have to be big massive things it can be the smallest things like and I think once you once you acknowledge those things that you've achieved that in itself will help you build build your confidence absolutely I could not agree more don't we get caught up so much in the world today thinking it has to be big audacious goals that the simple thing just the simple everyday things like you know if it be not snapping at our kids or you know getting ratty with a work colleague or whatever it may be or getting out for a walk and it may be a Saturday evening and it's your first form of of, of a bit of exercise that week yeah. and that they're, they're huge things but we just we brush them off don't we they're yeah. just because it's not the big audacious goal yeah. um it's just it's beautiful beautiful how you talk about your mum and I and I I'm going to use the word lucky and I have to find a new word because I'm not I'm not big into it but you were just saying there that she was your reminder that you know it takes time it takes work you know to build on your confidence and to, you know to keep going she was your driving force behind it and I'm just for for now I'm going to use that word I'm going to use the word lucky but you are lucky to have that because again that is something that we can fall victim to that 
because we live and I talk about this all the time on social media that we can fall victim to this world of instant gratification do you know that uh, the same examples I use all the time when we're bored we pick up the phone to you know to talk to a friend you know we've Netflix we have Disney plus we have everything we're hungry pick up the phone dial for a takeaway Whereas the true things that we need more of in our life, they take time. We have to nurture them and they have to grow over time. And you're very, it's just wonderful that you had that continuously whispering in your ear. That was your mum. It's just, it's amazing to have had that. It's interesting that you talk about the instant gratification because anyone that knows me now, and I'll be honest, because there's probably people listening to this and say, well, Siobhan, now you didn't have the greatest patience <laughs> I have said that I was the great I was the most patient person on the planet and that has been a work in progress for me and it's still a work in progress I'm not I'm not sitting here now that I think I have everything sorted in my life and I have all the answers because I certainly do not <laughs> so I think um the instant gratification I would have been one of those pers- people excuse me to pick up the phone and get the takeaway to sit down all day and watch Netflix because we are very comfortable in the uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. We are grand and happy to sit in our our mood or sit into the negative stuff that's in our life, but we don't want to put that extra bit of work into mm-hmm. moving forward into it. So I would have said that I 100%, I would have said that I was very comfortable in the uncomfortable, only for my mum being that that whisper in the ear. I wouldn't use <laughs> a different word back uh, back back then, but we'll use whisper in the ear now. <laughs> and that whisper in the ear telling me to keep moving, ringing me every day to see what has what has happened today. Are you moving forward? So definitely a hundred percent. But it's I have my mum, and like you say, I'm lucky to have my mum. But it can come from a friend. It can come from and any other a resource it doesn't necessarily have to be your mom it can be a partner it can be anything just to find that thing for you that will help and support you each day to do something for you to move forward and like we said earlier it can be the smallest of things because I know for me because because of my health issues getting motivation would have been difficult so I trust and rely on my mom and my mom and If it was a friend that was telling me, I'd probably say, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. So it's to find that person that you truly trust and care for. Fabulous, fabulous. What is it that you done back then to start changing things, to build on your confidence and to get you away from that all time low? Is there, sorry, is there one particular thing you done was it a bundle of things was it even a thing was it a tool was it a change of mindset what was it I think um for me um I would have been very anti-talk therapy at the time not so much now I'm very pro talk therapy I think it was because I was scared as to what would come out in talk therapy um, when I'm say talk therapy, I mean counselling or psychotherapy. Um, but I met a life coach, and I do firmly believe, and I will sit here very confidently and say that life coach has changed my life for the better, one hundred percent. I was a client of a life coach. 
for seven years. Wow. Each week for seven years. And I did it. I won't lie. I gave that life coach hell. <laughs> we started working together. I was a closed book. There was no way you were getting anything out of me. Again, Siobhan probably being very stubborn. But again, the space in which that life coach provided and where that, that coach was able to meet me where I was at at the time, which was a very, very difficult um, headspace, that was truly magical to me. And I said, well, if this person can can put up with me and hasn't given me the boot or the door so far, I think well, maybe I got a bit curious and I was like, well, let's see how far you can go. <laughs> so what do you do today then? Aside, so I'm going to assume that life coaching was one of the biggest things that, ha you know, has you where you are today. What is it that you do today? Is there anything particular in your toolkit and your well-being toolkit that you lean on to build yourself because as you you know you said a while back and I do I think it's so important if it be coaches or any form of a therapist that we openly talk about that we don't have it sorted for anyone that portrays that they're not telling the truth that we all have our up and our down days and it's not a case of that if it be I'm going to automatically pluck something here from the sky, like gratitude. Gratitude has gotten me to a certain point and that's it. We forget about gratitude. We don't need to practice it anymore. That's not the case. But what is it that you lean on today? What's your biggest go to practice? Well, it is funny that you mentioned gratitude because gratitude is a huge, huge, huge element to my life. Because anytime I find my myself in a in a space where maybe things are not going so well or um my health is going a little bit downhill like it does bring me back to to what i actually have in life like i'm 36 um years of age and i am living with a, a debilitating condition and to get to 36 is a huge achievement like and i i can stand here and say that today that it's a huge achievement and i know many people are probably listening to this and saying 36 you're in your prime but with with my health conditions, I'm not really in my prime. I'm probably double the age I am. I feel it every morning I wake up. <laughs> but um, so I have huge gratitude for how far my body has actually brought me in life. Um, I've also huge gratitude for, and like I mentioned earlier, like having my parents and like there's it actually does make me quite emotional because there's some people in life that that don't have the connection with their parents like I do and. Like I wouldn't be the person I am today, today without them. So I have huge, huge gratitude for having them. And I truly believe that I was chosen to be their daughter, even though it's probably been the hardest battle that they've ever, they've ever gone through. But yeah, I firmly believe that if there's, um, if there's a God up there, I am, um, I do believe that I was chosen as the job of of being there being their daughter so I am extremely thankful for that that's just amazing you can clearly and I think the listeners can clearly hear the emotion building up within mm -hmm. you and that is from gratitude mm -hmm. and you know gratitude is something that gets a lot of this a lot of like you know negativity that and I, I am with you on this Siobhan like gratitude is the very reason why I 
am the person that I am today, that I started it back in 2013 and it changed my just my whole perception on life. And I know some people be will probably think like, like how, like how is it possible? Can you go through just to go to elaborate a little bit more? Do you voice your gratitude? Do you write it down? Do you do it in the morning, in the evening? What exactly do you do? Well, it brings it back to what we were saying earlier about the the little things um, that we achieve each and every single day. So I spent spend some time in the evening writing um, three things that I've achieved that day. And now when it comes to me, it could be the smallest thing as in like, I got up today, had a shower, was able to do my little bits and pieces around the house. It can be so small. And again, like we were saying earlier, I think we are so focused on the big things. Well, well Jeannie, I didn't do, didn't do massive things today. I'm like, well, didn't you get up and didn't you, like whether whether it's look after your kids, whether it's go to work, college, whatever it is, isn't that not something to be mm-hmm. thankful that you, you you were able to do for yourself? So I do. I spend a little time doing like that. And I also spend a little time at night talking about um, one good thing that's happened today, and I ask myself to write it constant, write constant for two minutes, because if I was to tell you now to write about a negative thing that's happened today guarantee you you write for about an hour (laughs) because it's so easy our minds we are on autopilot and we're we're wired to think negatively Mm -hmm. so it's to change that up and to think of something again whatever it is maybe for you we're all different to write for two minutes constant no matter what it is and i think journaling is it's not a it's not a huge part of my life, but it's it's definitely an important part of my life where my thoughts and feelings and emotions sometimes I wouldn't probably be the best at articulating them. And so writing them down does help and support me to really make um make sense of what's going on or helping my my head and my heart to come into a logic frame of mind. So yeah, writing writing stuff down really does help and support me but again everybody's different and i have had people as clients where they have found writing stuff down difficult but i'm a firm believer of the voice note as well yeah i've i've definitely had clients where i've um where writing has just not done anything for people and that's fine if it's not working for you it's not working for you but how about try voicing voice notes and keeping them in your phone and like when you need them, you can you can return to them. That's really interesting. That is that that's really interesting. I remember when I was doing my mindfulness training, there was a simple explanation that and I know this may sound simple to people, but for me, just in that moment, I was like, OK, I, oh, I, I see that, that when we talk about gratitude and as you said, the simple things with getting up and having a shower, if it be meeting a friend for coffee or simple things that we take for granted, but I remember just reading, I'm going to paraphrase it, reading a sentence that like, that's life. Do you know, that is life itself. We can get so caught up on, you know, the holiday that's coming up, the, the newly built house, the the fabulous promotion, the, the, the brand new car. But those everyday things that we take for granted is what life is itself. 
And I just remember for me that hit home for me that we can brush off on the lovely conversation that we had with them, with someone at a checkout, just you know a lovely drive that we had a simple cup whatever it may be that that is life they're the things that make up our everyday life and I just think again it can be just something that we that we forget you know it's so true it is it's very true like and that's something that I have worked on over the last few years is living in the present moment because we spent again we spent so much time worrying about the past and what we've done or said or how we've acted and and then in the, the future we have such anxiety as to what's going to happen and i would be 100 percent. i would have been the person and i probably still am to a certain extent the anxiety of what's going to happen in the future and having that control over we need to plan everything out and everything has to be in order but like by having that worry and anxiety about something in the future, you're worrying about it twice. You're worrying about it before it's happened. And, and if it does happen to happen, you're worrying about it then. Like So one of those worries is unnecessary to put yourself mm-hmm. through. So true. It's so true. Talk to me. And this is where we we got talking about this the day we, we met each other in person with the, I'm going to use air quotes here, self-words so when I talk about self-words I'm talking about self-confidence self-love self-acceptance self-esteem self-worth all of those beautiful words I think and I don't know if you agree with me here Siobhan that that these words can be confusing to people that they don't know you know is there a particular word that they should be leaning towards practicing Um, and I do believe that they are obviously interconnected in in so many ways but let's let's go there let's talk about those words is there a particular word that you like talking about is do you think that they're interconnected what what's your thoughts yeah it's interesting because um the word self-love years ago to me I just and I'll be honest I kind of thought it was a bit woo-woo because I didn't I wasn't able to self-accept myself and for me I needed to be able to accept myself as Siobhan, the good, the bad, and sometimes the crazy, needed to be able to accept those quirks in order to love myself. So years ago, if you were asking me to say, like about self-love and did I did I love myself, I didn't know how to, hadn't a clue because I wasn't able to accept the little quirks about myself. <clears throat> and again, about, Self-esteem, like self-esteem to me is about how you feel about yourself. And that's whether you feel good, bad, or whatever, indifferent. But then self-acceptance to me is about taking the time to get to know each part of yourself. So self-acceptance to me is definitely one of those ones that stands out a mile. It's definitely been one of the core things for me because it's taking the time to get to know those different segments of who you are as a person and once you've worked on each of those segments yes you can love yourself as a whole you can't just say well I love this part of me but I'm not so sure about this part is that really self-love I'm not not quite sure it doesn't it doesn't say like every day I wake up and I think I'm a wonderful amazing person because that's unrealistic as well like we do have good days and we do have bad days but it it's to look at those bad days and accept them as just bad 
days. Mm-hmm. I always say, like, have your bad day, but don't unpack there. Don't put your clothes into the wardrobe and make yourself at home. Mm-hmm. Question yourself. Figure out for you, well, how am I going to move forward from this day? Because you know what? I'm worth it. I've put the energy and the love into myself that to acknowledge this is just a bad day. This is not going to send me back to where I was as a teenager, having this one bad day. And it's about giving yourself, I know a lot of people may not agree with this, but I'm going to say it anyway. It's about having a little bit of tough love as well. Mm-hmm. And it's not to say that you're giving yourself the bulldozer approach, but again, it's about questioning yourself. It's about not believing everything your your head sometimes is saying to you because again we both know that we have over 60,000 thoughts in the day and if you were to attach to each and each and every single one of those thoughts you'd be exhausted by the end of the day I tell mm-hmm. you you wouldn't know who you are as a person because it changes all the time so yeah it's where mindfulness obviously comes in, isn't it? When we can understand those thoughts. And I'm with you. I'm with you on two things. I'm with you with the acceptance part. And then just with, do you know that it's okay to have those bad days? Like, and it's 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 a lovely visual that you have, like not to unpack and put the clothes in the wardrobe, just to allow yourself to have those bad days. And this is, you know, where self-compassion, another self-word comes in, compassion that it's okay just be aware of what the thoughts are be aware that you're having a bad day that it's okay and if it's a case of staying there for the day but as you say just that little bit of tough love kind of you know just to be able to to move move forward I think for me it's interesting that you mentioned it actually because it is it is a spark for me there is self-compassion I would have had compassion for everybody, every Tom, Dick and Harry out there, not a bother, but I wouldn't, I wasn't able. I didn't know how to give self-compassion to myself because I may have been a little bit too much of a tough love and kind of saying, just get over it, one, like, you know, it's fine. You're grand, like, just come on, pull through. But to have that self-compassion with myself is, is definitely something I am still working on. It's I do happen to, again, as because of the human mind, I do happen to go to the tough love with myself more so than with other people. I'm I'm quite tough on myself. So I am a work in progress when it comes to um, self-compassion and being kind to myself. So because I, I suppose I'm the firm believer of. I'm the firm believer now, I suppose, if if I don't do it, nobody's going to do it for me. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to. You can have people to help and support yourself, support you to to high confidence, to have the confidence or the self-love or whatever. But it's it's ultimately you that's putting in the work. Mm-hmm. And this goes back to the very first thing, right back to the start of this episode about that it is time, that it takes time and it is a process and it is hard work. And it's figuring out what works for you, because as you said there earlier on about journaling, that it just it doesn't sit with some people. So and again, if it be talk therapy, you know, whereas you you got so much with your life coach over the space of seven years. And it's just figuring out. And this is why, you know, we have to be very aware that who we follow on social media, that what they're and I know I know I talk a lot about journaling. 
And yet I, one of my followers could be one of those people that you were talking about, that journaling is just not for them. But it's if we could just allow ourselves to accept that mm. it's going to take time. Yeah. 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 What would you say to someone? Let We have a listener tuning in and they understand that their confidence isn't where they want it to be. What would you say to those people? Where would you tell them, you know, or advise them or guide them to start? To, to, to be able to build on their confidence? Well, the first the first thing, and the, I think it's the most important thing, and it's it's up to oneself how they how they tackle it, but it's to get your get to know yourself. Get start back at square one and get to know who is Siobhan. Because at the moment I have no idea. And it's starting from there, whether it's going to talk therapy, whether it's going to coaching, whatever it may be, talking to a friend, whatever it may be, that is up to you. But getting to know yourself as a person and having that self-belief within yourself, that is that is the foundation to building any form of, of confidence. Because if you're going to continue looking for it externally, that is going to quench your confidence and it's not going to ignite it in any way, shape or form. So I know maybe that's that's hard to hear because there's probably people listening to this and they're they're looking for it externally at the at the moment. But just maybe spend spend a little time today and stop and think, are you looking for it externally or and are you willing to take the time to look for it internally? That's so true. I am I am with you on that one. And that's, again, a word that I use, you know, self-understanding that that to me is the first part of this well-being journey, you know, personal development journey, self-discovery journey, whatever words you want to put on it, that it starts with that self-understanding, because when we start there, then we build on our own self-knowledge and it's there that it stems out whatever direction you go in, if it be therapy, if it be coaching, if it be doing your own thing that it's it goes back to what you're saying isn't it the understanding because sometimes and another thing that's quite um quite a big thing for me that I was looking for externally as well is my self-worth so I was putting my self-worth in the hands of another person and now that I have done the work it sounds a little bit off to me it sounds like really unsettling that I would put somebody in responsible for such a worthy thing and I was giving it, I'm literally handing it to another person. Like that doesn't, it just doesn't sit, but it's so easily done as well. Like, and if you were doing that at the moment, it's not to say that you're, what you're doing is wrong, but again, sitting with yourself and, and saying like, is this precious thing that you're handing over so easily? Is it, is it, is it, is it worth handing over so easily? Or is it worth holding on to? And like you said, those words that you mentioned, at the beginning, nurturing it, building it and, and giving it that self-compassion and just minding it for a while and to build it up instead of just flicking it aside to some other person mm-hmm. and for them to make up, for them to make the decision that you're worthy of their time or whatever. Of course, you're worthy of their time. But at the end of the day, like you're a person. And that's 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 all you need. You're a human being. And yes, you're going through a difficult time, but it's just a difficult time. It's nothing lasts forever. 
Oh, I could talk to you all day. <laughs> so could... Can you put your own words or what is your explanation or your definition more so on true inner beauty? We spoke about this at the beginning of the episode, but again, for someone that is listening to this episode, that something is triggering within them, that well, that they either know that their confidence is low, but that they're <clears throat> nodding in agreement that they're like, yeah, I do go externally for that validation and that acceptance what are your words how do you define true inner beauty true inner beauty is your character for me it's your character it's your your kindness and who you are as an individual your soul it has nothing for me it has nothing got to do with your outer shell and that's what i mean by externally that's your outer shell that is nothing your inner inner beauty everything all your organs are on the inside aren't they mm-hmm. and they are what keep you alive so that's your insights so your insights are doing an amazing wonderful job so look at that as 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 true beauty like i said your kindness your consideration for others how you treat others how you treat yourself how you're going to now from now on how you're going to start treating yourself all of those show depth, so character to a human being. Personally, and I'm not very interested in Peter's outer shell. I'm more interested in conversations with people and meeting people where they're at and getting to know them inside. Like, yeah. And I think for me, social media has played a huge part in um in us external and in us focusing on externally because um i'm a devil for it as well we spend time on instagram and we're strolling through it and we see people and they're doing amazing in life and they're looking fantastic on their holidays and they're eating all the right foods but that is false because nobody is going to put up on social media well i'm having a really bad day today and life is up in a heap we're not going to do that. So I think social media has has and is still playing a huge part in us focusing on externally because I need to strive to be this beautiful model. I need to strive to having this holiday. Oh, your man has a car over here. I need to get that in order to be seen to have worth. So yeah, I think social media has a huge part. Sorry. If anyone could see me here now, I am, and you can see, I am nodding my head in agreement. And that was one of the questions that I want to ask you. What, in your opinion, blocks people's everyday confidence? Do you believe that social media is up there? With oh, yes. it? 100%. Like, and it's not to say that we, we all fall down the rabbit hole. Of course we do. It's not to say that just because you're falling down the rabbit hole, there's something wrong. We're all falling down the rabbit hole. But again, it's to have that self-awareness that, oh, I've fallen down the rabbit hole now, I'm going to close that up. I'm going to read what we read and we watch take is is huge to how we act and we feel. Mm-hmm. So just be mindful of what you are following on social media. Like you said at the beginning, who you're following on social media. It it um it definitely influence you, influence you in some way, shape or form, because that's the way social media is marketed. Mm-hmm. And that's fine, like, but then 
you are responsible for who you follow, who you don't follow. And that's fine. Like not, you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea. I'm certainly not everybody's cup of tea and that's fine. But it's to have that confidence in myself to know that I'm not going to be everyone's cup of tea. And that's okay because <clears throat> we can't take, we can't take offense to it. Like it's not, I know I'm doing the right thing by me. I know I'm being authentic and I know I'm being real. And after that, if it's not for somebody, that's fine. I agree with you. And it is with my own personal, in my own personal um, experience, it's, it's one of the biggest reliefs weight off my shoulder that just understanding, truly understanding that I'm not going to be everybody's cup of tea. And that's okay. And that's okay. Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, before we go, we are almost done. As I said, I could talk to you all day. Can you tell you for people that um that have not been following you or that don't know you or the work that you do, you have a book, you are an author, mm-hmm. and you will be having, you will be releasing your second book next year. Can you tell us firstly about your first book and if we can have just a little just a little insight into your second book well yeah i never thought i'd be sitting here um seven years after my first book just about to release my second one so you talk about achievements i i can't even believe it's it's happening um because the first book the first book kind of just came because it was during that period of my seven years with um my life coach excuse me and the first thing he had asked me, and I've mentioned this time and time again, they were like, um, he was like, if you had one dream and there was no barriers or nothing, what would your dream be? And I remember looking at him thinking, I barely know what I'm going to do tomorrow. And he's asking me my lifelong dream. It, this is, this is cracked like. <laughs> but anyway, I went away. I came back for my second session and it must have resonated with me in some way, shape or form. Because I did say to him, I remember that question you asked me last week. And he goes, yeah, but you looked at me like I had 20 heads. Like, and I said, well, I have an answer for you now. And he's like, go on, what's the answer? And I was like, my, my dream is to tell my story. I want my mum to see the world through my eyes. So it's really started off as therapy for me. I'm writing my story so my mum could really understand because at the time, even though we have an amazing relationship now, I do believe at the time we were a small bit at leatherheads because it didn't feel, because anyone that's in a bad place, you 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 go to that victim mode and you kind of go to the space, well, nobody understands me. I'm here on my own and nobody gets me. I was definitely one of those people, 100%. <laughs> um, so I really wanted my mom to get inside as to what it's like to, to live in the 21st century and being a disabled, um, teenager at the time and really understand like that I'm trying to paddle a canoe up a cliff like so I'm really doing the best I can and we walked through the process of that and as we were going along we were like goodness like this would this would make a really good book and I was like my because if I thought I was going to publish a book at the beginning there'd nothing been done because like the pressure would have gotten to me too much but then I was very fortunate towards the end of the process to take on um, a journalist 
uh, Carol Byrne from a local the local paper here, the Tire Champion. Um, and the minute we talk about being being connected to people, the minute I spoke to this woman, it was as like she knew me for years. She knew my vision. She knew everything. So it was an absolute dream to work with her the first time round. Um, so I suppose the first book is is an insight um, as to what my life was like growing up with my family, school, just basically everyday day life. So that book was published in um, November uh, 2014. And yeah, I've been very fortunate that it's been perceived very well and it's been a success in my eyes. And that's another thing um, for a later date, success in, in one's eye. Um, Absolutely. To me, it's a huge success. Part two, folks, coming, <laughs> coming soon. <laughs> And as for the second book, the second book is going to be out early next year. Um, it's a follow on from my last book, but it's a little bit differently. I will just say it's a more mature version of looking at the world. We speak, we speak about um, disabled women in society and how they're perceived and the difference between mainstream stream society and the disabled this is a disabled world and how people are treated differently. Um, we speak about grief. Um, yeah, so there's a, there's a lot of deeper, deeper stuff. And I think even though with the first book, you got an insight to me, but the second book, you will get a true insight as to what Siobhan Mungavan is all about. And it isn't just about Siobhan Mungavan, it's about disabled women. Um, today, um, I want to be an advocate in some way, shape or form to speak about disfigurements. And like you mentioned earlier about true beauty, um, that's a big element in the book that we speak about inner beauty and not just one shell. You're an inspiration, my dear. Do you know that? That just both books just sound fantastic. But to give people a greater insight through that second book is what we need to know yeah. you know as a society just we need to you know if we can try and understand in some little way shape or form what a person with a disability has to go through on an everyday basis is just and as you're saying talking about inner beauty and and grief just I think it's as well like um in today's society it's not that people don't want to know I think they're afraid to ask in case they offend of course well, i'm an open book you can ask me and no matter what you'll get some kind of answer anyway no matter what like so i think it's better to my ethos is it's better to ask than just assume mm -hmm. so ask somebody if they can do something instead of just assuming they can't and bulldozing your way and drawing so it's just allow permission it's why i always and i think the majority of coaches out there I've seen time and time again, recommend the book for agreements for mm -hmm. one of those agreements, you know, not to make assumptions. That was a game changer for me. Um, okay, right. Final question. <laughs> there has to be a part two to this episode. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> for anyone listening again to this episode that, as I said earlier on, that is triggered in so many way or just has that understanding that their confidence is not where they would like it to be what could you say to them what little piece of inspiration or just a piece of advice that you could give them in this moment to help bring their confidence spark as such back to life 
Well, you mentioned in a very important word there, and it's trigger. So again, get to know your triggers. Get to know your triggers as to what's bringing you down the rabbit hole of not having confidence in yourself. What's diminishing your confidence? What's 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 not what's not um, igniting your light? So it, whether that be social media, whether it be the people you're hanging out with, some changes need to be made in some way, shape or form. And change is difficult. Change is hard. I'm a stickler for a routine myself. But again, being honest with yourself, being honest with yourself and sitting with yourself and saying, you know what, something's not right. I haven't a clue how to change at the moment, but something ain't right. And to acknowledge to yourself that something's not right. Something that I'm doing, something that I'm saying is just not right. That is, that's a huge step. Mm -hmm. And it's about the baby steps that you're going to make. You can't just leap from no confidence to confidence overnight. Because again, that's false. And you come, come crashing back down that stairs again. It's progress. Steady baby steps up along the stairs. And there... And that can only be answered by you. What is the steps you're going to take today? For me, it was getting to know myself, probably um, an in-depth one and probably one that's a bit, bit difficult to start with, <laughs> I won't lie. But even acknowledging to yourself, you know what, something isn't right. My confidence is, is quite low. Just acknowledging that <laughs> instead of going around I'm a firm believer sometimes of faking it until you make it, but sometimes you have to just surrender. Surrender. That is, that's the word. That's the word I've been looking for. That's a beautiful word. A lot of people think it's giving up, but surrendering is not in no way, shape, giving up. That's actually just stopping yourself in the tracks and helping yourself to move forward for the journey that's ahead. It's just navigating yourself. Like you said, we're going down a path at the moment that's not serving as well. We need to stop up in the road and say, right, we're at a crossroads. Which do we go, left or right? We can be stubborn, go to the stubborn side and keep going the way we're going. Or we can go to the surrendering side and say, look, well, I can't do this more. Something's got to change. What a way to finish off an episode. <laughs> I love it. Siobhan Mungvin, thank you so much, my you. dear. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. It's been an honor. Thanks so much.